Peace and many blessings. Thank you very much, Rislin and Co. May we read a scripture from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I read, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That ye may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you, the Lord. You've given us a privilege to come to your house. That you will encounter us and show us your way of truth. I pray that whilst we are gathered, you open our eyes to understand your word. Not just be hearers, but to be doers. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Tonight we're talking about the renewal of the mind. Renewal of the mind. And the scripture we read from Romans 12 verse 2 is very key. Many people get born again. And like Jesus said, after a season, sometimes you don't know what happened. Or maybe the person can be excited, but their kind of expectation or transformation that we expect, we don't see. I think I also experienced that to a great extent and continue to experience that as a child of God. When I first got born again, I didn't have the courage to share in a meeting or to express myself and my views because I didn't feel that I had the spirit of boldness. I didn't feel that I had enough word, the word of God. I didn't feel I was right enough. And also partly because the kind of people that we were raised up in, in the scripture union, uh, the, the leaders were very high up there. We were very, we didn't look like we ever could make it. Because a lot of times after the meetings, you finish and you want, uh, if you are really, really there. You, can, you didn't feel, because when, when, when um, they invited people from Kevaz and other places, they came to talk. And they challenged our hearts so much that sometimes you didn't even know you were born again. And so we went through the, I went through that cycle for a very long time. At least four years, three to four years. Until by the grace of God, I saw... Other believers, particularly when I came in touch with Bishop Archbishop Duncan Williams, that time we used to call him Brother Nick, and I started hearing that a Christian, any ordinary Christian, can be filled with the Spirit of God. So I shall powers to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues. Then I also understood as I got in touch with people more of that kind of that kind of company that ah. God has not given me a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. As Paul writes to, the, to Timothy about. Then I also realized that even though in sin did my mother conceive me, 
uh, once I have given my life to Jesus, I did not forever remain a sinner. And that he, Jesus Christ stands to make continuous intercession for me. And that I could not be condemned. According to Romans 8.1, therefore, the scripture says, There is therefore now con- no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So it began to change my perspective of the Christian experience. Because even though I was born again, I was still tottering and struggling. And like, it, it, it never seemed like I could ever really make it. And I, 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 as Paul says, we, I struggle with the beggarly elements of life, of issues. And with time, once upon a time, I came across a man called E.W. Kenyon. And I saw that reading his books changed also, moved my understanding of the faith to another level. One of the things, the books I can always remember, the father, the new creation realities. And then I realized that the Christian has so much power. But I had sat on the power. I had, the relationship I had with God was very distant. And actually was intermediary dependent. I believe, I, 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 I didn't think that I had enough personal contact with God as a child of God. But reading that the new creation is a new creation, a man that God has made in the image and stature of Christ. And I realized the power of confession. When I realized from reading from the scriptures and what he said in Philemon verse 6, that the things that I acknowledge by the words of my mouth that God has placed in me will not be activated unless I confess for who I am in Christ, I was in Christ. So I began to activate the, the things that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I began to confess that he that is born of Christ cannot be sinning always. I began to confess in Romans 6 verse 14. I began to confess that sin shall have no dominion over me. So I realized that many of the beggarly and childish and youthful things that were worrying me as a child, as a Christian, that made me fear to go before God, that made me fear to go before other people, began to fall off. I didn't go through deliverance by the grace of God. Amen. But many of the things that were limiting my Christian experience, that did not allow me to give expression to the faith and Christ that was in me, began to fall off. And I began to enjoy the Christian faith and walk from a different perspective. So I realized that even though the scripture says, yes, you are born again, you are a new creation, if you don't activate, if you don't get the point of, of renewal of mind, which we are talking about tonight, you can still be living as a spiritual pauper. You can be still be living as a spiritual midget. You can still be living under the fear of limitations. And this evening, as we talk about renewal of mind, don't say that it's for only the young Christian. I realize that even people, as we get further, you realize that even pastors, leaders, can operate in a, at a level of spiritual understanding which we need renew, we all will need renewal. I am getting a lot of renewal as I get along. Hallelujah. I mean, in my, in my Christian experience, like I shared last um, Sunday, one of the areas that I, 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 I didn't put premium on, even though in my own little way I tried to do, is the fact that I, I, I have 
my, my, the child of God has a moral duty to confront the ills of society. I thought it was for only politicians and for people in public office. But I'm realizing more and more that the issues of justice, righteousness, goodness, and all of those things is not just within my personal sphere. And that every child, it's not only for the pastor who has a microphone or any, anybody who is born of God. Because I look at the life of Jesus and I see how he confronted the people. And I realize that it wasn't just, oh, I get saved and I've just come close to him. No, no. He confronted, he said, look at John the Baptist. Look at his life. And it's a very risky thing. Because his life was cut short. One preacher said, uh, he was quoting uh, Archbishop Benson in the He said, Idahosa said, if you preach like John the Baptist, you die like John the Baptist. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I, I know, I understand what that means. But I'm just trying to say that we, there, there are so many things that when we get renewed, our, our comfort, things that have made us comfortable, that we look around and just do nothing about, in our little world, we will change. I'm getting renewed in that. I'm realizing that it's not just enough for me in my little church enclave, which seems so secure, to be happy with things that I can tell my members, my brethren, and just get, no. There are things in society that God may give you grace and wisdom to handle. And I say, Lord, give me that wisdom. Give me that unction to do what I have to do. Stand up for what is right. Consider those that are down, that are not able to have the same capacity. And I'm getting more understanding of the limitations of those who are in society, who are deprived, much better than I've ever understood. Because of renewal of mind. Because you can be very, as a Christian, we can be very, very, very obsessed with our spirituality, our prayer, our tongues, our gathering together, our, our fellowshipping, our church, and all of these things, to the detriment of Jesus, like I said on Sunday, to the weightier matters of the law, to the detriment of that. So as you get understanding in that, you see that it's also another level of understanding. Hallelujah. As you get into this understanding, you will see as we go further that there are Christians whose perspective of God is only limited to God's what we call transcendence or God's immanence. Hallelujah. I will explain to you in a short while. There are Christians who see God only as almighty sitting in the heaven with the throne with angels and everything and just judging people. They cannot see the actualization of God's purposes in when the scripture says God reigns and rules in the affairs of man. He says, in those days, I will live in your heart, I will come and dwell in you. That realization still, even though they are born again, they don't accept it. With the prophecy of Ezekiel, that I will put my spirit within you, and I will live with you and show you what. He says, and no one will have to teach you what you should do, but I will teach you. That personal, the fact that we can feel him and, he, and hear him and experience him. Some people, it's, that is a different experience. Because the way they were brought up from their old cultural, spiritual culture or religious culture, they were being trained that God is sitting somewhere. We too, we are somewhere. God is just issuing instructions. And with a big hammer or gavel, whenever we, you go wrong, he just strips you in line. They haven't grown to experience a loving God. They haven't grown to experience a just God. 
They haven't grown to renew their minds about the nature of God. Even though they are born again, they don't understand the totality of the Godhead in terms of who He is and how He relates to mankind in our daily affairs. We only see, a lot of people only see God from there. And it's because unless you can be renewed, if you don't get renewed, what happens is that you can't, you always be pity partying. Because your God, is not, God cannot become your father. The, 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 make, the humanity of God, in, in, that, in another sense, cannot be real to you. And it, it causes a renewal of, an, of mind to come to the point where you realize that even though God is mighty, God is great, and all of that, which is seen in his immanence, as we say, is transcends, when, when he transcends into humanity, into human life, he becomes a, 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 a loving God, a caring father, a, a righteous father, somebody who knows. That's what the scripture says. He's like a friend that's this closer than a brother. Unless you have that experience of God, and you don't, you, 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 it will take a renewal to get that experience. So I realize that many believers, you can be around for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and still operate at that other level. And never come to the level where God is real to you. Say amen. So it's important that our minds be renewed. And for many people, when we ever say renewal of mind by the word, people think that, oh, just have some quotations here and there. I realize that it's more than just quotations. Because there are people, a lot of people who know theology. Otherwise, the professors at the Trinity and other places who question um, speaking in tongues and serving the Lord and all, even some of them question eternity and all of that, and, uh, and all of that, they will, if they were renewed, they wouldn't be questioning it. So it's not about what they know. They can, quote for, they can tell you that all the books of the Bible, they can analyze all the things and they'll tell you that, oh, don't mind the early apostles, they were in a state of, they call it glossolalia. When you are excited, you can say certain things, and it's just part of it. And I thank God that one of them who, was, who taught me, BK, Kwakupum, I met him a few years ago, and he now has been born again. And um, he, he's no longer writing those kind of things. But it's easy to write about these things, know the scriptures, and still miss out. Say amen. So, beloved, we need to understand the renewal of the mind is very critical in our faith work. It's critical because this work is a work of war. Somebody did a video and said, nobody is bringing war to Ghana. War. We know the war in neighbor Ghana. The kingdom is, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. And he said, the scripture says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It doesn't end there. It says, casting down imaginations and thoughts that exalt themselves about the knowledge of God. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Now, that tells you and I that spiritual warfare is not in amulets, totems, and all of that. The core part of spiritual warfare is really in the mind. 
says, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So that is why when I was struggling through my youthful Christian experiences, I didn't have to, you know, do go through any rituals. But because I had a renewal of mind through the word of God, somebody taught me, I read the books, I read about Kenyon, I read about a few other things, I found out who I was in Christ, and through that somehow I've received deliverance from many things, and I'm free to serve the Lord. Amen. So it says, casting down imaginations, imaginations of limitations of people, imaginations of fear, imaginations of anxiety, imaginations of, of, of distortions of Godhead, of the, the, who, the who God is, imaginations of suspicions of source of problems, imaginations of any kind of thing that doesn't agree with God's word. And I will, you, you, you might be going through that. And so one of the important benefits of renewal of mind is that when you get renewed in mind, you, be, you, you are a better warrior. It's not about how much you, sometimes, sometimes we believe in shouting and stamping and all these things, which are, there's a room for that. But really, I tell you what, when there is renewal of mind, it can be more powerful weapon than even the shouts. It can be more powerful weapon than the clapping. It can be more powerful weapon than the oil. It can be more powerful weapon than all the totems and the signals and the symbols we, we, we bring across into the body. Much as some room, sometimes in the ministry, God may give a spiritual leading and say, use this oil, use this point of contact or something. It is a, it's not the main, the norm of God's deliverance from the mind. The real issue deals with the, 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 the renewal of the mind. When the right understanding comes, the load of heaviness and the misunderstanding is displaced. So, if you, the, the, the benefit, one of the key benefits of renewal of mind is that it helps you in spiritual warfare. There are all the battles we are faced with, some of the attacks we are having. There are many things. When you understand who you are in Christ, even when it comes to lust, sin, and all of these things, some of the things I have overcome by the grace of God, it is this, when I, when I was reading Kenyon's book, he would say that when you wake up and you say, you confess, I will, I'm, 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 I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, First Corinthians 1, verse 30, and, the, and I kept at it for a very long time, since I had no dominion, and even though sometimes it looked as if the sin was coming, you still stuck to the confession, and I tell you, it works. Hallelujah. I affirmed who I was in Christ. I am a new Christian. The old is gone. And I sang the songs of the new creation. And I continue to sing the songs of the new creation. Man. And as I taught and, 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 and as, I, as I moved to the next level of expressing it, of sharing it with others, confessing to other people that I came in contact with and engaging myself daily, daily, nightly, anytime, anywhere, and sought for more. And I found out that, ah, victory was mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, confession, uh, 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 um, what do you call it? Renewal of mind is a spiritual weapon. It helps you to engage spiritually. When you are renewed, it gives you confidence in spiritual warfare. When you are confronting the enemy, whether you are confronting a, a temptation, you know who you are. You know where you stand in Christ. 
You know what God has made of you. You know what God is going to make of you. And you don't stand condemned. You see, the, the, the enemy wants you always to feel, when you are condemned, you can't battle. Morale is low. You can't get up your loins. Hallelujah. That's why David said to himself in the Psalms, he said, why are you cast down, O my soul? Be strong. March forward. Why? So it's not in the place of the believer to have his soul, his emotions cast down. And for the soul to rise up, you need to confess your, speak to your soul. Wake up. Tell your soul. And you see, you are saying so because that is not your place. Because God has taken away the, 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 the spirit of heaviness and the garment of mourning and give you a light spirit, a joy, oil of joy. And you, 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 you affirm that I receive the, the oil of joy. I receive the, the lightness. I receive the, the, the goodness. I receive the mercies of God. I enjoy and I walk in it. That is the beginning of the process. And it's a victory. You see, it's a spirit. Heaviness is a spirit. And it's not every day a pastor can come and pray for you for the spirit of heaviness to leave you. It's not every day a, a, a prophet can come and call you and I sense that you have a spirit of heaviness. Most of the time you are on your own. We are on our own. And if you don't, under, if you don't engage yourself in renewal and at a personal level, it will be very difficult for anybody to help you. You will suffer and be deprived for so long of God's freedom that he has given to you. So it's important that you go out there, look for the scriptures that relate to your situation. Whether it is emotional, spiritual, moral, whatever, and see what God says about his provision for you. His provision in terms of your deliverance, his provision in terms of the Father, he has caused you to escape out of that. And you will see what God will do. Say amen. It also enhances prayer. The scripture says in Romans 11, verse 34, which is actually what leads to this thing. I didn't, when you go to the chapter 12, it says that, uh, therefore, which means that the, the 11 is related to, to the, the, uh, the 12. And when you go to the, uh, um, 34, it says, for who had known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? In other words, when you know the mind of God, or you have the mind of God, you can counsel God. What do you mean by counseling God? You can engage God in prayer. You can engage God in conversation. The reason why many people cannot engage God, just speaking tongues, speaking tongues, we cannot engage God in any agenda. Even for the nation, many of us cannot engage God. For the church, we cannot engage God because we don't know Him. We don't know His word. We are not renewed in understanding. So we speak in the tongues and that's all it ends. Where it ends. We can't hear from him in prayer. We can't understand his direction because the, the language, God said, as for Moses, I engage him face to face. Because after staying in the face of God for long, he had, he, 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 God had to change his mind in the wilderness. If you remember, when in Exodus chapter 3, God engaged him, he began to ask God questions. Who are you? He said, I am that I am. I have, then he talked, I'm the God of your father, Abraham, so and so. So in the process of that, I said, okay, what can I say, do to say that, I, to know that you are the one dealing with me? He said, what is in your hand? There's a rod. All was part of the renewal of the mind. So he was, Moses had heard about God, but he was very far. 
Now God was becoming real to him. He had to renew his mind that the God of history was the God of today. The God of yesterday is still the God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. He was still going to take them to the new place. He needed to come to that understanding. God renewed his mind that he's not only God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, which is historical knowledge of God. But he was bringing him into the today God. The reality that in your affairs of life today, God is still relevant. That was what he was bringing. So when Moses got to a point of renewal and understood that the God was relevant, the God he, was taught, he had heard about when he was in Egypt was relevant to him. And he now saw that that God was the God of deliverance. Then he was ready to move with that God. And as he was ready to move with that God, God began to move with him. So when you don't have a renewal of mind, there is a limitation on your ability to move with God. When we are not renewed, there, is, there are certain dimensions of spiritual experience you ca- God cannot trust us with. Because you are not renewed. So you have to take us through school and coach us and coach us and for us to, our faith to come to a level where we, like, 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 like the writer of Hebrews said, I have yet many things to say to you, but you are not ready. Paul, Jesus said the same thing to the disciples at the point. So I want to tell you many things, but the way it is, you are not ready. So you see that with God, hearing from God, it doesn't just come by, by, by like that. It comes when people are up to a certain level of renewal. And which it comes by a certain desire that I want to be renewed. I want to get to this level. Then you say, okay, now come, let's go. Then he will whip us up. But if there's no desire to be renewed, then they say, oh, I'm okay. I'm happy where I am. I don't have to make any effort. I'm okay. I'm cool. God, you just be there. And then what it also means is that there are are things he can't trust us with. Hallelujah. So when it comes to prayer, when it comes to spiritual dimensions, who had known the mind of the Lord or who had been his counselor? If, If you go further to Corinthians, you see what I'm saying is very real. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. Say, who knows the mind of God that he might instruct him? So if we don't know the mind for nothing. We know so we can engage him. So when God, God says, oh, I will do this, then you can refer to God and say, but didn't you do this for this other thing, situation? When you were here, didn't you? Aren't you the one who said so and so? Wouldn't the people say that so, so and so? So that's how Moses was able to engage God. Because he had had renewal of mind. In the wilderness. So by the time God said, I want to destroy the people. He said, hey, God, you remember this. Remember that. Remember. But if Moses was still in, 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 in that wilderness, there, on the burning bush there, he couldn't have engaged God that way. He couldn't. Who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. The next benefit of having the, benefit, the renewal of mind, as I said, apart from prayer, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. And um, um, look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. He said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto base in Christ. So when a person is renewed, God can give you meat and bones. But when you are not renewed, you will be just on the surface of spirituality. 
Just enough to sustain you. But beloved, God has not called us to be on shallow waters. Hallelujah. The scripture says that deep calls and deep answers. So if we want to be deep with God, we must move beyond carnal understanding to a renewed understanding which is spiritual. Last but not the least, when a person's mind is renewed, then it leads him to a transformed life, which is what we talk about, what we describe as a new creation life. The reality of the new creation life is seen when a person is renewed. Because when you are not renewed, you, 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 for example, about relationships, I'll come to that in a minute, when, you, when it comes to relationships with other brethren, you still got a mindset of ethnocentric behavior. You don't understand when I said that we believe in nepotism, tribalism, and all of these things. You think the church, this person is from there, that person is from there. Because you haven't got understanding that in Christ, all partition walls have been broken. You don't understand that the blood has made us one. You don't understand. You don't understand that in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek. But when you get an understanding, you can flow, you can live with people who are different. They may not be your style. They may not speak like you. They may not dance like you. They may not even support your ideas. But you can still accept them. Because you are renewed in your understanding relating to relationships. And I'll, I'll speak about that. You see, But when you are not renewed, you are, you, 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 all your, if, like, if you want to see if you are renewed, look at all the close friends you have. You think through all your close friends you have. All the people that you normally will, will, will have fellowship with at a church. It tells you whether you are renewed in relationships. It's, just a, it's a sign. There are people you flow with, you, you, you get along with, after church, or outside of church, or even within the church. People you like to sit by. It's a sign of how renewed you are when it comes to relationships in Christ. If you have understood it, you realize that it doesn't matter whether the person is fair, black, tall, whatever. You are able to accommodate if the person is noisy. Sometimes people are there and they say, Mene, yeah, pupu, pucho. It's more And because of that, once you put a label, you don't want to be close to that. This person is like too known. And now something like that. Or it mean went too much. And because of that, you have labeled people. And because of that, you can't flow. But if your mind was renewed, in terms of religion, you realize that in Christ, not everybody is, has to be not everybody has to be so you have to be able to get along and accept them as they are. Even if they don't speak English the way you have, you have, but you have been blessed and God has, you know, you understand that what you are, the reason why you are proud about what you have achieved and who you are is because you don't understand that the scripture says that what is it that you have that was not given to you? Your mind is not renewed about that. You are thinking from your childhood mentality that I am who I am. I went to so and so college. I went to so and so school. I'm so so and so. And I feel I'm doing so. I'm, I hold this position here. I am so so and so here. So this kind of people. Why, Pastor, these days you allow all these kind of people to do. When we are sitting, some of us, we, are sitting, we want space. You know, we want space. We want space. All these people that you are around, we are free here. We have been here all this time. You need maybe free. Suddenly they have come and they are all around you. And these days, when, they, when we see them, some of them cry, they put us on. That's why we don't even come to see you. 
That's why we don't even come. Because me, me, you know, you know, you know, you don't say it, but it's in your mind. Because people say it to us. People say it to us. Somebody told me a few, some months ago, pastor, a new person who came to the church. But we are coming close. There are some people who look at you, and the way they look at you is that, I'm so free. It means that that old person who is in the church is not renewed. They have a possessive spirit of the pastor. A mindset that tells them that they own the pastor. In relationship. They, who is this person? How did you cross our zone? Who, who, screened, who screened you? Which visa interview did you attend? VSO or VFSS? FSO. Which one did you attend? When we were attending it 20 years ago in Soul Clinic, where were you? So that, all this is a sign of how renewed you, you, we are. If, I, if, I, if I'm bold, if you are bold, if you like, if I, if you give me five, I'll call about three people and you tell, tell you the experience. I'll tell you that what I'm saying is very true. And yet we have been in church 10 years. We boast about how long we have been around and how committed we are, how much, how many offices and how many roles and how many things we have suffered. And yet you see from our attitude that we are not renewed in certain areas. Very possessive of even the pastoral, the, the leadership or, or the space we have or our, our space as authority or whatever. It's a mindset. And when we are renewed, we realize it softens my ego. It softens, it makes us be accommodating. So, the transformed life is seen. Now, let me mention a few areas that we all need to look at if we want renewal. You see, the renewal, if you don't purposefully seek renewal, well, let me tell you something. It doesn't just come. Like when I was very timid and I could, I, I had to be concerned that no, as a Christian, I should not be timid. As a Christian, I should not be falling and rising, falling and rising, sin, rising. No, it's no good. I, you have to be, be, be concerned about God, this thing is not normal. But if you accept it, you don't get renewed. You must challenge, we must challenge our own, the thing that the scripture has said we are and we can do that we don't see in our lives. That is where it begins. Don't accept anything which is not accepted by the word for you as a child of God. Because we make excuses for everything. But really, so no, if the scripture says that by the time I have to be a teacher, I must teach. I must teach. I must teach. When I was in Cabo, and like me and Bishop Doug like this, in Cabo, we were, were there for many years. I never taught. Because the gurus were there. Big, big guys. But I, at a point, I had to realize that no! Still the grace was there, but it was never given expression. Not that I wanted post or exposure. But I, I wanted to be a blessing. So even then, I had to find ways of blessing other people outside the platform of Calvary Road. And then I realized that that could help other people. It's not for the sake of position. 
But knowing that God has put something in you that at a point in time in my faith or your faith, you need to give expression to your, the word in you. And I couldn't sit. And you too, you cannot sit. If that is okay with you, coming to church every Sunday and being meticulous, being orderly and sitting and going and say, oh, the word was very nice. Oh, Pastor, give us more. Give us more. When I say more, you say more. Eh, Professor Diego and cool. That one. It's not that. But it's for you. All this coming, going, coming, going, coming, going. And you are not able to also raise Second Timothy 2 to raise or give expression to what is in you for you to show that you are growing. My dear, something is wrong. And it must bed in your heart. When you, you, you see your prayer life becoming monotonous and boring, and you don't see the supernatural, the miracles of God in your life, it's not something to be content. And say, go, God works in different ways with different people. No. The, 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 the miracles of God are for sister as, as for brother. So I must understand God. I must have, God, reveal yourself to me. I want to know you, Paul said. I want to understand you. Even though I know God, I probably know him, like he said, uh, Paul said to the, to the Philippians. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection. He had known him a long time, but he still wanted to know him. Because he had, with renewal of mind, you see that many of us, what we know about God at the time we came to Christ, and even though, yes, we've been in Christ, we are still very shallow. We haven't gone far. And we need to have an understanding of God. Before we, we came to Christ, we saw God, the scripture says, we saw him in Romans 1.23, we saw him as four-footed or some image sitting on some big throne up and he says, ah, the earth is his throne, the, the, the earth is his two, and then a footstool, and then the heaven is his throne. So the, the size of God, okay. I don't know the distance from here to the top here, but let's take it 50 meters, and then 50 times 50,000, and see God must be big. I see quick said, the money is big. So God is big. And that big old mindset is still in your mind. When the scripture, when you get renewed, you realize that God is spirit. Second Corinthians 3.17 So, and, and you see, the problem is that many of us don't probe it. Let's say God is spirit. No, I say God is spirit. God is spirit. If we probe it, what does God's, God being spirit mean to you and I? Then we are, we, are, we are getting renewed understanding about God. But if you just take it out, oh, God is spirit, God is spirit, God is spirit, God is not cast in stone, fine, but God is spirit. So you begin to probe. God does spirit, who, who, how do spirits operate? That is where you are, we are talking about not just the immanence, the transcendence, that he, how does he appear on earth in the affairs of men? I feel the presence of God. When we say we feel the presence of God in a place, what does it mean? 
What is it that I will have to do to attract that presence of God? That, those are the probing questions that lead to a renewal of mind. But if you are just sitting there, God is spirit. Or God is in heaven. We are on earth. There will be no renewal. You may know the scripture, but there will be no renewal. It is when you engage yourself with God and say, God, you are spirit. I, I, I don't sense, I don't see, I want to ha- see your hand in my affairs. Then you they open the scripture. And you say, on the, in Acts chapter 13, some people waited on God and the Holy Spirit ministered to them. Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work for which I have called them. So, God, and then verse 4 says, and being sent forth by the Holy Spirit. So, ah, so God can send a man, then God send me to. That is where you, you activate the word, God is spirit. Then your mind is renewed. Begin, so God begins to talk to you. No, maybe not audibly, but you can now begin to sense him in your spirit. But if you just look at God is spirit, God is spirit, that word of my recitation. Everybody is saying God is spirit, you are saying God is spirit. But the activation of God is spirit, and that God is not like a man sitting in a stool in heaven, and is now active in the lives of men, that renewal of mind, which we all have had, even as we have grown, sometimes as you are praying, it comes to your mind. How many of us don't experience that? As you are praying, sometimes you'll be imagining God sitting somewhere, like a bearded white old man, and thinking and all of that. You see, because we are human beings, our minds can imagine God as spirit. But as we are renewed, knowing that He is present, when the scripture says in time of need, He is present. He is present in the form of the Holy Spirit. He is present speaking to us. Then we are seeing, ah, God is spirit. God is spirit. It's not just that. So our mind needs to be renewed about who God is and how God works. Some of us, we know God only as a God of judgment. Not God of mercy. Some to know God only as too, so merciful. That's what God doesn't punish. So a person who is born again, he has his mind to be renewed in all spheres of the knowledge of God. God is caring. God is loving. But he's also a God of justice and of judgment. Hallelujah. He, 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 he judges. Though he's not judgmental. That's why there's grace. Hallelujah. So when you get that understanding, it changes your, 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 your approach to God. It doesn't intimidate you when you want to pray. Because you know that the scripture also says in Hebrews that says, let us therefore come back. So God is welcoming. That's good news to hear. That even in my field, even my, my way, I, I, I'm not, I don't have words. I don't, I'm not good in speaking. I'm not good at uh, talking for long. But with God, I can approach him boldly. God has invited me. So it strengthens your prayer life. When you get an understanding that God himself has invited you into his presence. When you, when, you, when you understand that how that, he says, as far as the east is from the west, has he caused our sins to be cut off from him, from us? So, ah, so if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me. So God's mercy stretches in a way that he, he's not like a man that always he's condemning me that I, 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 even though I have made a confession to him, he, I, I'm still, no, no, no. So, I, I, I feel accepted. Then, the, the, the love of God gives you confidence. That's what John says. First John. When we have this, therefore, we become confident. 
the, the, the love of God, knowing every child who knows his father or mother, parents love them, they have confidence. So, understanding God, or being renewed in mind about the nature of God, changes our attitude towards God and towards the people of God. When you look at First John chapter 5, where he says that he loved, he that loved, loved him that is begotten of him. You see, many of us are not able to express our love to brethren because we don't, underst- we don't understand the love of God. You see, the scripture says that for God commended his love towards us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We would like people to correct our style to conform to the way we perceive them to be before we love them. But when we have a new understanding that God loved us, even when we are yes, then we, we, are, we, are, we are forbearing and we can accommodate people even in their mistakes. That is the effect of the renewal of mind on knowing God. When your mind is renewed about God, it makes you, it changes, it makes you to imitate Him. Like Paul said, it becomes easier for us to relate to others. Because if we can love God, then we can love the brethren. That is, when you understand God that way, it makes a difference to our relationships. It makes a whole lot of difference. But when we have not understood, when we don't understand Him, we have an old, a different mentality about who God is. It becomes a problem. But may God give you understanding about Himself. Say Amen. Because he says that he himself has to give you and I understand. But you see, he gives you because you have a desire. If you don't have a desire, it's very difficult for God to appear to you. Second area of understanding or renewal we need to look at is church. There are many people who come to church and have a social or welfare mindset about church. Solve all my problems. Church should give me everything I need. Church is a social ground for business connections. Church is for some people to just preach. Pastor, preach nice sermon. Let me be happy and go. But as you grow and you, you get renewed, you will see that even the institution of church as a spiritual body has to come to you. And the people in the church and their role in your life also has to come to you. If that renewal doesn't come, it will be difficult for you to function in church effectively. That's why many times you struggle with church members. Because many church members don't know that as you, you come to church, the scripture says, for example, in, in, in Ephesians 4, verse 16, that we are we developed or we are growing, or we nurture up by that which every joint supplies. We don't, many people don't see it that way. They don't see themselves as a joint that supplies somebody's need. Physical, emotional, spiritual, everything. So forever you are also just receiving. That is not the renewed understanding of church. Church is the pillar of the truth of God. 1 Timothy 3.15 The foundations of God's truth are hidden in the church. Church is, is built upon the foundation of Christ and the apostles. According to Ephesians 2 from verse 19 to 22. So the church is not an isolated CFCC. It's not in isolation. You are not in isolation. Church does not promote isolationism. Isolation, no. We don't promote it. Because you as a member of a church, a brother or a sister in the church, you cannot survive. The structure of church makes you intertwine with me. Whether you like it or not, we are moving together. Because we are a communion. Kononia. We are linked. 
Whether you like it, whether I come from your village or you come from my village, you don't come from my village. We are connected. The bloodline of Christ has put us together. And the word of God says so. So church is more than just a social network. It's just more than a, a, a group of people who come to listen to nice sermons. It's more than one local assembly. Church is connected. When your mind is not renewed that way, the sense of personal exclusivity, societal exclusivity, denominational exclusivity, and all of that is all a, a reflection of the mindset of our understanding of church. You understand? That when you think that, oh, I spent children, me and my Lord, me and my... It's not... A, when you are checked, when you get renewed, you see that you can't do without the rest of the body. No matter how anointed I am, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how gifted you are, you need me and I need you. Say amen. And for you, as a child of God, as you mature, you get renewed. One of the things you must bear in mind is that your, your function in church may be adopted. It doesn't change completely, but you may be modified. In that, as you have received, the scripture says, to whom much is given, much more is required. It gets to a point where, when you are coming to church, it's not really about how I feel, how you feel. It's also about what you're coming to. God giving you an assignment. You are on assignment. You're on a mission. Paul said, for the love of God constrains us. So, you are, you are, you, you, sometimes your body doesn't feel like coming. Sometimes your emotions don't feel like coming. Sometimes the things, the people that you should support and help, they, they don't feel like, you don't feel like they are being grateful enough that they deserve your service and your time. But still, the love of God constrains you. So, you, 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 you have no choice. Paul said to the Corinthians, says, in all of this, and above all of this, the care of all the churches. And you and I must aspire to get to that. It's not, no, so, so that one is for the pastors and it's for the apostles. No, you too. You have been, I don't know how many years he had been in the faith that he wrote that. I'm very sure maybe just about 10 years because he was old before he became born again. So I don't know. How I'm not sure he got to 20 years. Some of you have been believers for 20 years. And yet, that care of all the churches, even the local church, is a problem. The reason why many of us, even things like prayer meetings and all these meetings and commitment to, we are being dragged and pulled to fellowship, to be Sunday school teachers, to attend all this, because we don't understand that you are being equipped to be more effective, to be more fruitful. So it's like, the, even the Sunday school superintendent is calling you, they, they, we didn't see you last Sunday. He said, bother. Yeah, how? You think, oh, you want to run on your own steam and still be beneficial? No. There is a reason that God wants you. You see, Paul said, he waits on his ministry. You also, you are being given an opportunity to wait on your ministry. But many people, oh, these things, about that, this thing, that one hour or maximum two hours that you spend on a Sunday afternoon, it is so important to you and so treasured because you don't understand that the, 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 your mind is not renewed about your role in church. But if your mind was renewed, you will see that a lot of souls are waiting on you. A lot of lives are waiting. If you are not there, things will not go. Somebody's spirituality or translation from a spiritual level of carnality to spirituality depends on you. But you have been sitting on the fringes, criticizing, analyzing. You are, you are a social critic. You are like the political armchair people on the radio. 
in church. You know all the places there are people who are not doing well, those who do well, but you dear, you are not in the thing. May the Lord help, help us. Amen. Renewal number three is in the area of relationships. Colossians 3 verse 10 and 11 talks about the blood. And I put on the new man, which is renewed image of him that created him. Talking about the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of him that created him. Where, verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew. You see, when you are, your mind is renewed, you will see what I'm talking about. No circumcision nor uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, born nor free. But Christ is all and in all. Say amen. When you understand this relationship differently, I'm from east, I'm from west, I'm from north, I'm from central. Wherever, I am poor, I am rich. And some of us glory in our poverty and our, our suffering. And use it as a weapon to, to, to attract attention. Whatever. And because of that, that has become a flag banner. Showing why you can't do anything and, and, and be there for God and for others. But in Christ, you get renewed. That thing, you shake off that thing. No, but it, it, that, it's not spelled, it should not be spelled on you. How all the limitations you have in life. I don't have clothes, I don't have this, I don't have... So it limits you in fellowship, in relating to people. I don't have money. I don't have that. Limitations. I'm not like this. I'm not like that. In Christ, he says, we are, we, the, all these limitations are not there. But when your mind is not renewed in relationships, you'll be looking at people. Paul said, for we know no man after the flesh. Because his mind is renewed. But before, he believed that the Jews were superior. He before, he thought that only Jews mattered before God. And even among the Jews, if you are not a Pharisee, or you are not a lawyer, or you are not somebody in a certain class, he had no respect for you. But when you get renewed, you see that all these things are things that are belong to the earth. Hallelujah. Relationships are suffering in the body because many lives are not renewed. Many people have been in the kingdom for long, but they are not renewed. In, they, they see things differently. All this selfishness and accusations and defense and all these things that we are experiencing in the kingdom, a lot of it is because many people are not renewed. People are in church, they don't talk to other people and they think they are, it's okay. They don't find anything wrong. But the scripture is very clear. If you are not talking to a brother or sister, Consciously, what it means that you are not talking to Christ. You are cut off. Me, that's why I cut him off. That's why I cut her off. And you are proud. And you, 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 you have, you, you are, because somebody in church sympathizes with you and your unfortunate experience with him or her. 
The way he or she says something, you told a brother or sister, and the brother or sister, instead of encouraging you, you say, oh, endeavor, try, small, according to Ephesians 4, 3, endeavoring to maintain it, you know, oh, oh, few hours, many few, make this stuff for bad, so many, I mean, few, because you are not renewed. It's an old mentality, it's a worldly carnality. But when you are not renewed, you can have strong, you can justify logically. It sounds okay. That's why I, these days I'm, I'm talking a lot about humanism and all these rationalizing, rationalizing things and all of that. Because it has become an enemy to the faith. Everybody is logical, everybody is intelligent, everybody is always right. There's no right, there's no wrong. <laughs> and it's affecting, it's, it's in the church. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Everybody's your view. Okay, you, you say all the reasons you have. Give me all the Bible, ten reasons why you think what I'm doing is wrong. Me too, I'll give you ten reasons why I think it's right. That's square. That's all. Kotoko ten has ten. Go give Nadro. So we leave, we continue. So people don't change. We don't change. Because nobody's willing to submit to the word of God. But when we get renewed, it becomes easier to submit. Say amen. Relationships. Okay. Prayer. I've talked about it. When you are young in Christ and you start praying, you believe in only Matthew 7, 7. As you see, seek. You don't know that sometimes you have to persevere in prayer. You don't even know that there are different kinds of prayer. You don't know that sometimes the scripture says that in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. But as you get renewed, you realize that sometimes some of the prayers you need to go spiritual warfare. Sometimes you have to understand, like Mark 9:29, Jesus said that this kind cannot come except by prayer. But when you are when you are young and you don't know much and you are inexperienced, you say, Ah, this is us. This is us. I have, I, in the name of Jesus, I claim this husband, I claim this car, I claim this, and I claim that, and I claim that. Yeah, that's true. You can name and claim. But as you, your mind gets renewed, you, you become more tolerant with God about your needs. You, be, you get a better understanding of even how to pray, how to submit your petitions, and how to wait on God over time. But when you are not renewed, when you name it, you must claim it, and you must get it instant. Because that is how you started. So, you see, the, child, the person is a child of God, alright, but he or she is not renewed. So, he has been, frustration has come in. But then the Bible said that when you ask, you will receive. Then the Bible said that when you ask, I've been waiting for 35 years, 40 years, or this year, and this thing, I haven't got to, this one there, and this one came and he asked it. This one came and he asked it. And that's why even when I was there before they came, and they bypassed me. And this, so, this thing, I don't understand. How to understand? And then you meet a prophet or somebody who tells you, the real truth is that, you see, there's something that has been hidden here in that family, and I want to go and remove it so I can burn it for you. Ah, now I understand. Meanwhile, it's, it's not based on any word. It's not based on any truth. The simple fact is that your understanding of God when it comes to prayer has to be renewed. It will relax you and will help you to wait on God. And you understand that there's a scripture also that says that He makes all things beautiful in His time. When your scripture is only John, uh, Matthew 7, 7, ask, you receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, it shall be open. He that asketh, receive it. He that seeketh, find it. He that knocks, it shall be open. I got to knock. Knock, knock, until it's opened. That's what's happening to many of us. 
We are only limited. Our understanding is limited to that. So if you have faith, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you will ask whatever you get and you will get it. Let's pray. After a period you realize that it's not everything you ask. Then you ask you mature, you come to understand according to John. In 1 John 5 verse 14, when he says that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So then you begin to seek the will of God. When you read the scriptures and you, you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you see, now I understand the will of God. That this God didn't want me to go into this because of this and that and that. Then you see, the will of God also matters in prayer. So prayer isn't all about whatsoever you desire. But it is according to the will of God. Say Amen. Are you getting understanding? Are you getting renewed? Now, the last two areas that we need clear renewal in. Number one is purpose. That one, you won't see it clearly in the Bible. Purpose. When we say purpose, why are we here? Why are we in church? Why are we? The reason why people quit marriages so quickly these days and quit churches and quit religion, quit jobs. A lot of times, they did not, they did not hear, they did not get renewed about their purpose. Some people, somebody is in ministry and there's the slightest provocation, they leave. Or they get cold and all of that because they don't understand their purpose. Look at Isaiah 43 verse 7. When you understand your purpose, the scripture says, for we make it our aim to please him. Second Corinthians 5 verse 9. Isaiah 43 verse 7. He says, For everyone that is called by my name, for I have created for him my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. We are made for the glory of God. We don't live for ourselves. God made us. And the scripture says, and God made the man and the woman and they put them in the garden and said that everything he had done was good. Hallelujah. So we are made to show for the glory of God. We are made for God's purpose. We don't live for ourselves. If I live, I live for him. If I die, I die for him. My purpose is primarily to please God. Your purpose is the same. You may be going through affliction. But at the end of that affliction, within the affliction, remember that being a Christian is not to be happy. But Lord, what is your purpose in this? How does this honor you? What the, how does this situation that I'm going, this trial, it's difficult. But show me what you're, you're saying in these things. As we go through the dark tunnels of life, questions come up which are natural. They will continue. Somebody wrote a song. Is it Johnny Nash or one of these? We say, there are more questions than answers. In life, there are more questions than answers. We will never get all our answers to all the questions we have on earth before we die. No prophet, no bishop, no archbishop can answer all the questions you have on earth before you die. Note that. So it's a delusion to think that you must understand everything about yourself and about your life before you can take steps. We may not understand it all. But bear it in mind that you see the one whose purpose we serve has good plans for you and I. 
So he says in Isaiah, uh, in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good, not of evil. So he is in charge of my purpose. He is in charge of your purpose. The reason why you were born in that family, that you don't understand, and you, want to have, you wanted to have been born in Buckingham Palace, you, are, you, you don't understand your purpose. You are as important as Prince Charles or Prince Edward who is visiting Ghana. You are just as important, probably even more important because you are born again. You are important. Don't believe to yourself that nobody knows your village. Nobody knows your family name. Nobody knows anything. But God has a purpose for you. You are important in the sight of God. Say amen. And because of that, you are not going to be driven by situations of life. When you are, when you are renewed in your purpose, you are renewed in who you seek to please and why you are existing on earth. You don't think about shortening your life. You don't think about just dropping and just saying, I've come to my end. I don't see any value. No. When you know that the greater things, He who has begun a good work in you, will perfect it. Because you are working in His purpose. You are living for Him. You are living not to please yourself, not to be happy. You are in church, you are born again, not to be happy. We are born again not to be happy. We are born again and we are living on earth. And God has extended your life from 20 years to 30, to 40, to 50, to 70, to 80, to 90. Not to just be happy on earth, but to fulfill His purpose. So, Apostle Paul says, for we make it our aim to please Him. So, every day, our desire ought to be, Lord, that I may know your purpose for me. I may understand it. The actualization of this is important. And last but not the least, see, when we live, even though we have a purpose, we also sometimes have aspirations. But our aspirations must tie into the purpose of God. And if your aspirations are not renewed, you can have divergent, obtuse, odd, negative, self-destructive aspirations in life. One of the things that's causing a lot of frustration in our generation today is that word called ambition and aspiration. Especially when it's not born out of the Holy Spirit. It's not born out of the inner man. Out of, it's born just by copying people, just looking at, around and trying to imitate people and trying to do what they're doing. When you look at the scripture, Paul says to the Corinthians, says, and they comparing themselves with themselves, were not wise. That is the era we are in today. And people are frustrated, disappointed, depressed, and all that, disjointed, because they look at other people, look at society. Everybody seems to be going, and I'm alone. Why me? Let our aspirations be based on renewal of mind. When your aspirations are based on a renewed mind, when your aspirations are born because the Holy, you, you, you have a renewed mind that I, I live for Jesus. If I live, I live for Him. Whether I'm doing secular work, whatever I'm doing, I live for Him. I don't live for profit. I don't live for fame. I don't live. So it changes your values. When your aspirations, why do you want that position? Why do you want that job? Why do you want that marriage? Why do you want this person? Do you want that lady to be just your, 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 your trophy wife or trophy husband? What is it that you want to be in marriage for? To make a statement? To shame your opponents or what? What is it for? What is that we're looking for? Aspirations. Why do I want the things I want? What am I, what am I fighting for? 
What do I gain from what I'm looking for? When an aspiration is not God-breathed, it's not from a renewed mind, then competition, self-demotion in the mind, condemnation, accusations, and counter-accusations, because aspiration is frustrated. Anything or anybody who doesn't seem to support that becomes an enemy because many times, if it's of God, if it's aspirations of God, you can, God will give you the grace to calm it and to wait for his time. But many times, many of the aspirations we have are book, textbook aspirations, motivational speakers' aspirations, internet aspirations. Everybody is going rat race. As Bob Marley said once upon a time. And so it's, it, it becomes, it's like you, are, you, you feel lonely if you are not at the front of the race. But don't forget, when you are in the front of the race, then the crowd is coming and they, you trip, they can all run over you. So it's not always the ideal thing to be always at the front of the race. Hallelujah. Just be where God wants you to be and be strategic. Let the Holy Spirit direct us as we desire to have aspirations. Let the aspirations be renewed, a reflection of a renewal. Let me recap quickly. As we seek to renew our minds, desire knowledge. Desire word knowledge. Desire. Many of us are deprived of renewal of mind because we don't know that people that God has placed in our lives pastors, leaders, parents, good friends who can help us are there for that purpose. And we shun those ones. But there are divine orders that we cannot discount and still progress. Say amen. And your mind cannot be renewed if you discount it. A lot of the renewal I have had as a child of God has come because as I move with different ones, different people in different stages of my life, I realized that God had to humble me or had to humble myself. See, if you don't humble yourself, God will humble, humble or humiliate you. So it's good to humble yourself. And through that, people can bring things that can renew my mind or your mind. Hallelujah. It takes a lot of humility to be renewed in mind. Because many times, we believe in the things we believe in. We are sure of ourselves until we confront a greater knowledge or a greater experience. I pray that you will be humble enough sometimes, many times, to allow for the greater light to shine. Through somebody, God is bringing your way. You don't have it all. I don't have it all. I continue to learn, even from young people. That's why I ask a lot of questions. Talk to a lot of people. Just wanting to know, so that I can change my mindset about certain things. And make sure that I align it with the scripture. Because the world in which we are today, there's a lot which is against the nature of God. Through self-examination, many times we get renewed. That's the, the world is running fast. Take a break from time to time and examine where you are going. Why I do the things. Justify the things you do according to Scripture. Let the, word, let the Holy Spirit convict you about why you are doing the things you do. When you are persuaded, like Paul in Romans 8, it will be difficult for anybody to dissuade you and for you to move the other way. But many times, because we, we, we don't sit down, we just follow. 
Zombie, 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 zombie. Copy, 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 copy. But if you can, just from time to time, take a break, pause, ask questions, get close to somebody, ask help, you will see what God can do. As we bow our heads in prayer, I don't know your experience, but I tell you, many of the things you are going through, you can overcome through a renewed mind. Renewal of mind is a powerful spiritual weapon. Renewal of mind will get you close to God. Renewal of mind will change your prayer. Renewal of mind will dynamite your relationships. It will make you feel more accepted than you have ever felt. It will make you accept more people than you have ever accepted. It will make you move from your loneliness to be a man or woman who is a blessing to many. Renewal of mind will give you a legacy. It will make you feel complete in Christ. May God help his children as we desire that he will help us to renew our minds. And it's a continuous thing. It doesn't stop when you finish faith builders. It doesn't stop when you finish school of ministry. It even doesn't stop when you become a pastor. It doesn't stop when you grow old. It's a continuous thing. May God help you. May God help me. That anything that has hindered my renewal of mind in the area of my understanding of God, in the area of church, in the area of relationships, in the area of prayer, in the area of my purpose, in the area of my aspirations, May I receive renewal of mine. And may you also receive renewal of mine. That you will live to fulfill your divine purpose.